Okay, I'm going to read Psalm 131, all three verses. Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord, from this time forth and forevermore. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the sacred scriptures. We thank you that they are God-breathed, they are profitable to teach us and to train us in righteousness. So help us to hear what your word has to say to our hearts and our minds. Help us not just come and listen, but help us to go away and be a doer of your word and apply it to our lives. What a privilege it is to, to know that we have your word to, to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, to help us in this dark world. So Father, help us now to listen Help me to be clear and understood as I use your word to build us up in Christ Jesus. So thank you now, Father, for this time to preach your word and to listen to your word. Help us, Father. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Like I said last Sunday that I was looking at a message that would encourage us for 2023. Um, People you know that come out with New Year's resolutions. I don't know who you're going to turn to in 2023. Would it be your horoscope? Would it be something other than God? Which means it would be yourself. And so this morning I want to continue with our sermon, Hope in God. And hopefully as Christians, our hope will be in God as we go through 2023. We do not know how 2023 is going to end. Only God knows. No one can put up their hand and say, yes, I know exactly what's going to happen on the 31st of December 2023. No one knows except God. We didn't know how 2022 was going to end. We don't know where we're going with load shedding. We don't know where we're going with our economy. But all we can do is put our hope in God. And hopefully... Our hope is in God, because if it's in God, in His Word, and who He is, in His character, and His promises, then we're building our lives on a rock, and there's stability. There's, 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 there's going to be um, comfort and encouragement. And the beautiful thing, if we build on Christ and His solid rock, when Jesus returns to judge the world, we should remain standing. But if we build our lives on something else, like on ourselves, on our own wisdom, or the wisdom of the world, the facts of the world, whatever the world is telling us to do, which is against the truth, if we're building our lives on, on the world's philosophy as Christians, then we're building our lives on sand, and it's sinking sand. And the sad thing is, when Jesus returns to judge the world, we will fall, because we have not built our lives on the rock. So, will we go into 2023 with our hope in God? And the word hope here is not how the world uses hope, like I hope that I'm going to have a more profitable year for my business, or I hope that it's going to rain this week to cool down this heat, or I hope that load shedding will eventually go away. 
The word hope, in the context of hoping God, rests on something permanent, something, something concrete. And our hope in God is anchored in God himself and his word, his promises. And that's the beautiful thing. We, we have a rock who we can build our lives on. And we can make sure, be sure that it's stable. There's stability. The psalmist in, in Psalm 42, 5 says, Why are you in despair, O my soul? Because that's what suffering and pain will bring. Despair, discouragement. And why have you become disturbed within me? And then he says, Hope in God. I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Jesus is not only our Lord and Saviour to save us, to forgive our sins, but he also saves us as we walk with him in this perverse world. Our salvation is Him, in him and he's our God. And the psalmist puts his hope in God to help him when he is in despair. And like I've said, we have the sacred scriptures. We have God's word to put our hope in. Paul wrote to the church of Rome in, in, in chapter 15, verse 4, and he said, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. What, a, what, what that verse is telling us that there's going to be trials, tribulations, suffering in this world and especially in 2023. There will be tribulations, there will be calamities, but will we hope in God and His Word to help us through? That's why I read Psalm 62, because the psalmist's hope was in God, his fortress, his rock, his refuge was God. So let's continue now with Psalm 131, verses 1 to 3, to encourage us to put our hope in God as we walk with God in 2023. But let me quickly recap our first thing that we looked at last week, and that was to turn off the noise in our hearts. Pain and suffering is going to bring, it's going to, it's going to bring noise to our hearts. And, and, and the psalmist here, David, does not have noise in his heart. You read that in verse 1. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My heart is not proud. My eyes are not raised too high. My eyes are not haughty. I do not occupy myself with things too great and things too marvelous for me. What David is actually saying there, that I'm not chasing after the wind. I'm not chasing after things too difficult for me or too great for me that will bring noises, that will challenge me, that will create difficulty in my life. And sometimes we do chase after things that are just too big for us beyond our reach. And then that brings such a lot of noise into our hearts. We get irritable, we get worried, we get wearied, we, get, we feel hopeless. And the reason why we at times find so much noise in our hearts is because our minds are set on the things on earth. Obviously we live on earth and our minds are going to be set on the things on earth like our work, our family, the homes we live in, etc., but is that where your mind is set only? We are, we are told to seek not the things on earth, but the things above, the heavenly things, where Christ is seated next to the right hand of his Father. 
So the things on earth can cause us to become noisy inside. We can worry about our salary, our possessions, our homes. We can watch too much of our TV, TV programs, our favourite TV programs. We can play with our gadgets. We can be on our phones too much, relying on these things for success, happiness and, and peace and hope. But we know they're not going to bring any of that. Only God alone will bring us the hope that we need because it's in Him. It's in His character and His Word. If you look at an unbeliever, they are not quiet inside. They are restless. Because first, they do not have peace with God. Their hearts will be noisy continuously. Yes, there are people that, that believe in different worldviews and by the power of the mind, the power of positive thinking, they can tame their hearts to be quiet. But that's all built on sand. And when they face God judgment day, they will sink. Augustine said, Thou hast made us for thyself. God has made us for himself. O Lord, our heart is restless until it finds rest in thee. Because God gives us that peace. We're at peace with God. We're no longer at war with God. And that takes away the noise. But our hearts will get noisy. As Christians, should our hearts get noisy? Yes, they will get noisy. We can't say no and grit our teeth. We are living in, in, a, in a sinful world. We are living in a, in a fallen world. We are tainted with sin. We don't live in our glorified bodies and we have perfect peace and we, had, and we are at peace with everybody and everything and, and everything that happens around us doesn't disturb us or irritate us. No, we, 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 we are at war, but not with God. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of this dark world. So our hearts will get noisy as Christians, but we need to do something about them. We need to go to our Bibles and we need to read the sacred scriptures and then study them and get the Holy Spirit to work and quieten our noisy hearts, calm us, bring that peace that surpasses all understanding. We should do what Mary did. Martha was too busy to sit at the feet of Jesus, but Mary took that opportunity while Jesus was alive to sit at his feet and learn from him, to quieten our heart, to still our heart. And we can do this because Jesus has said, all you are weary and heavy laden, come to me and find rest because I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest. I will quieten your heart, but I can only do it if you come to me. And you open up the scriptures and you allow God's spirit to minister to our hearts. And we can yoke with Jesus and we can learn from him to quiet our hearts. But if we don't, and we allow our hearts to be noisy, we're going to just compromise our faith in Christ. We're not going to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. We're going to just do as we please. We're not going to bear fruit. And we're just going to trample Christ underfoot. We're just going to do as we please. We've got to do something about the noise in our heart. We need to tame it. We need to subdue it. And we need to do that by putting on the Lord Jesus Christ and making no provision for the flesh in regards to its lusts. We need the sacred scriptures. That's why we have the Holy Spirit living in us. So this first thing, and you can listen to last week's first thing, which is fleshed out more. This first thing, 
We need to turn the noise in our hearts to hope in God. Otherwise, we're going to miss God teaching us. The second thing that I want us to look at this morning from Psalm 131, for us to hope in God, is we must draw near to God. And the only way we can draw near to God is if we pray and if we are reading His Word. We need to be doing both. We actually should be reading His Word and praying His Word back to Him. And this is what David did. He drew near to God. Listen to verse 2 of Psalm 131 again. Surely I have composed and quieted my soul like a weaned child rests against his mother. My soul is like a weaned child within me, writes David. Now this verse is not teaching us anything about David being, being hungry and seeking after milk as a child from his mom, but rather resting contentedly against his mother. It's a beautiful picture of, of David in a weaning process from an infant to an adult. We know that, that when our children are upset, like David would be upset as a child, and he would come near his mom, and he would find comfort by resting in his mom's arms with his head against her chest. But there are times when you've got to wean the child off that. Meaning don't turn your back, but they've got to also become independent. And not dependent on mom, but more dependent on God. So that is a process that, that David was weaned from his mom. He, was, he grew up in a process of being held close to his mom, and then he was weaned off, so his soul would become like a weaned child within him. And that, I, that is how he learned to be quiet inside. And it's a process. We're there for our children. We're there to, to help them when trials come our way. When there's noise in our hearts, we should be there for our, our children and for each other. Verse 2 of Psalm 131 in the ESV says, But I've calmed and quieted my soul. And the New American Standard Bible says, Surely I have composed and quieted my soul. Now the word composed in the New American Standard is a better word because it means literally to level. So you want to, to level anything that is in the way. It's like a bulldozer coming to an old building site and leveling that building site to the ground so now they can build a brand new building. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to bulldoze that noise in our hearts flat and then get God's Word to encourage us and build us up again so we can draw near and the only way we can do that is to draw near to God draw near to him in prayer and draw near to him in his word and this is why I love Hebrews 4.16 4, says we can draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need and we need to be humble about that. God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Are we humble enough to go to God with confidence? And our confidence comes from what Christ accomplished on the cross for us. What he did, so that we can draw near to the throne of grace. 
so we can level that noise inside our hearts so God can help us. And it's a process. We see that, especially we who have children. There are times when our children would, would run to us for hugs when they were growing up. They just wanted a hug. Maybe it was for security reasons. Maybe it was just for comfort or encouragement. And they did it often. But as they grow up, so that becomes less and less. But there's nothing wrong now and then to give them a hug or to allow them to give you a hug so that they can have that encouragement. But this is not going to be easy. To quieten our souls is not an easy thing. There's no automatic formula. There's no secret. What it requires from us is two things. Faithfulness and obedience. Will we be obedient to God and faithful to His Word? We're going to have trials. We're going to have trouble. There's going to be pain. There's going to be suffering that's going to come to our hearts. And that's going to make noise. It's going to affect our emotions. Anxiety will come. Depression will come. Anger, jealousy, discontent, confusion. All of this can bring about a restless attitude. We can become impatient and irritable. But the question is, will we fight this noise inside? Or will we just fight the noise and wrestle with the noise but not go to God in prayer? And sometimes when we want to quieten our hearts, the first thing that we need to do is we need to draw near to God in prayer. And we need to do what Philippians 4.67 does. And I think today we, we look at this verse and we just throw it out like a cliche. Go and read Philippians 4.67. We say to people, this is what it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. There's, 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 there's activity there. You're active. You're not passive. God requires us to come to Him. We always expect God to come to us. Come God, come down now and solve my problems. Take away this noise. Give me this peace. No, we go to God, the Almighty Creator God. We look to the mountains. Where does our help come from? The God who created the heavens and the earth. We go to the Creator God. And we go with in reverence and awe. So that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. There's a promise there. We need to go to God. We need to just spread whatever our anxieties are before Him, whatever is controlling us, whatever that noise is. We need to draw near to God, spread it, and just plead with God. This is how we will bring down the noise in our hearts. This is how we will, will find peace. But it requires humility. Like I said, that's why when our children are unsettled, they should go to their parents. Imagine you lived in this neighborhood and your children were disturbed, upset, but they always kept running to the neighbor to hug. How would you feel as a parent? 
How does God feel when we don't run to him? And draw near to him, but we run to everything else but the sovereign God of the universe who cares, who loves us. He's a loving, caring, compassionate God. We'll never fully understand him, but he's given us enough in the scriptures to know him and to know ourselves so we can walk and honour him. I love this beautiful quote by Corrie ten Boom. Corrie ten Boom was thrown into a Nazi concentration camp as a woman. No one wants that to happen to themselves or to their children. Imagine that. You've been ripped away from your, your family. You've been ripped away from life. And you get thrown into this concentration camp where you desperately need hope. And her hope was in God. It was the only way she was going to quieten the noise in her soul, in her heart, was to turn to God. And listen to this short but profound quote, and I'll read it twice. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Simple. Isn't it simple that we're supposed to just run to God? But we, in our hearts, complicate everything because of pride, arrogance. We know it all. No, we don't know it all. People that say when the world's going to end are actually being foolish. Only God knows when the end comes. No one knows that date or time. Because I want to ask you, can you tell me when the next thief is going to break into your house? Give me the time and the date. You can't. You can't. We need to trust God with the unknown future because He knows everything. He's the all-known, all-present, all-wise God. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God which, in, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a beautiful promise. No matter where you are, if you're in your home and you're feeling anxious or you're in a concentration camp and you're feeling discouraged, depressed, not knowing what tomorrow brings, life or death, will you hope in God? Will you know that nothing will separate us or you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. There's your hope. God might not save you from that circumstance, but he can save you through that circumstance. Pray for me. I'm working through Daniel chapter 7 on apocalyptic literature. And something inside me says, just walk away from Daniel chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And then something says to me, no, if you, if, you, if you mess it up trying to preach it, that's fine. You're trying. It's easy to quit and to give up. But Daniel chapter 7, he's saying one thing, that God has never promised to take away our pain when we suffer. But he's promised to be there presently with us and give us encouragement and comfort us. We must remember that. Corrie ten Boom didn't want her pain to be taken away. She just wanted to, 
to know that her God knew the future. Mm -hmm. I love what this hymn says. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Is your hope in Jesus' name? Because he's the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Son of David. In him is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Who more to go to than Jesus? Go to Jesus. Me too. I haven't arrived. I struggle as well. I have to pray a lot of the time, Lord, help my unbelief. But will we, will we take these two things this morning to encourage us to hope in God? That is to turn off the noise in our hearts. And the second one, we must draw near to God. Will we be challenged to humble ourselves and embrace Christ Jesus who became a humble and crucified servant to give us good hope through grace so we could live in Him in all circumstances and He teaches us to hope in Him alone. That's why as I close, Jesus died on the cross to help us To, to give us hope. And I want to read that verse completely. Come to me. All you labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. No matter what you're going through, no matter what sin is in your life, come to me. Come to me. Why? Because I'm gentle and lowly in heart. Well, first he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'll tell you this, that when you sin, or you're anxious about something, and you're struggling to let it go, go to Jesus. He'll never be harsh with you. We must learn from that. Help each other. Not be harsh with each other. But let us learn to go to Jesus because he has said, I'm humble and gentle in heart. Come to me with all your problems so I can give you that rest and help you. You come to me. Will we go to God and hope in him? Whatever comes our way in 2023, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the sacred scriptures. We thank you that we can hope in you because of our salvation, because of our, our faith in Christ Jesus alone. We are your children. And like we in this, on this earth help our children get through life, so you help us get through this fallen world, walking closely with you. And you will help us. But give us the wisdom, Father, to, to draw near to you so we can quieten our hearts. Give us the wisdom to confess our sins, to ask you for forgiveness, for we always run away from you. We always seem to lean on our own understanding or try to be wise in our own eyes instead of coming to you with humble, broken, contrite hearts. What you love is, is humility. You love justice and kindness and people who walk humbly with you. That's what you require of us. Help us, Father. Forgive us, Father. Our hearts are so proud, so full of ignorance or arrogance. Help us, Father, to turn and be like Mary and sit at your feet and learn from you. Be merciful to us, Father. Please forgive us when we do not put our hope in you alone, but we hope and trust in something else.
which we know is quicksand, sinking sand. But help us to be like the psalmist and build our lives on a solid rock. Take refuge in you alone. So we will hope in you alone. Pray in us this all in Jesus' name. Amen.